Hey, Chris, it's Living Room 101. Hey, Tom, so it is episode 85. Hey, we should get straight into it. Oh, well, straight in, okay. Yeah, yeah. Tom, um, I think I've been uh, putting myself first quite a bit recently, so I would love you to begin, please. Yeah, no worries. Um, what it is, Chris, um, is it's actors turned musicians. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Here we go. Um, what put me in mind of this is uh, I was having a YouTube's and um, hmm. Kiefer Sutherland. What? Got an album out and he's going on tour. Really? Yeah. Bluer Street, it's called. Um, it's called what? Bluer Street? Yes. Yes, I believe. Right. Okay. And um, I, had a, I had a quick little listen because um, um, obviously need to do extensive research between uh, each episode and um yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's just so bland it's like you know country country inspired sort yeah. of yeah. this is where i'm from uh massive ego trip obviously um <laughs> where, think, where is he where is he from i think he's from bluer street or you know <laughs> something along those lines but um the first that was a title track and i just thought mm, what is it about this that's like irksome and i think it's mm. Because actually, I think um, singers turned actors seems to be all right. I was just thinking Lady Gaga, I'm oh, into yeah. that, and yeah. um, you know David Bowie did it. And David Bowie, I, I found um, a mixed bag as an actor. Did you? <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was always. I think he's far better musician than actor. Definitely, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a problem with him uh, mixing it up. Don't get me wrong. Of course, that's he's it. He sort of. It up, but- it's something about you, you. You kind of accept it, even even if they're not that great. Mm. You know, you sort mm. of you think um, like Ringo Starr. You sort of think, um, well, what else could he have done? You know, going from <laughs> Beatles drummer into you know. So he sort of. When you think up, of Ringo Ringo Starr's acting, are you think of Thomas Tank Engine. No, <laughs> no, I was thinking of um, Stardust with David Essex. Oh, I haven't um, seen it. Oh, uh, it's something. I think it's Stardust, and then oh, is it that'll be the day. I think Stardust <laughs> is the sequel to That'll Be The Day. Oh, okay. I think I think it's David Essex in the lead role. And again, David Essex, you know, sort of, well, he was in Lame Ducks, wasn't he? <laughs> Do you What's remember Lame Ducks? No. Lame Ducks was a, um, I think, 70s uh, sitcom, early 80s, wasn't All it? Oh, right. Yeah, he was a lock keeper on a canal, wasn't he? Oh, um, I've, I've totally missed this. I'm very sad to say. Wasn't it... Um, is it? It's not. Uh, is it Lorraine Kelly? No. Who's? Well, who was in? Who was in it with him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. No, I don't think she was in Lame Ducks. No. Maybe Kelly Brook. Um, it was somebody Kelly. Uh, Matthew Kelly. Oh, I'm thinking of Lorraine Chase. Lorraine Chase, <laughs> not Lorraine Kelly. Lorraine Chase. I don't know who that is. Okay. Again, sort of early eighties. 1970s TV actor. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I don't know. It seems to be more. I thought Lady Gaga was very good in um, Star Is Born. I thought she was really good. Do you know? I, you know? I hate to admit this, but I haven't seen a Star Is Born. While mm-hmm. I'm fully ready to accept she's a good actor, I'm, I'm sure yeah. she is. Yeah. I don't think I've actually ever seen her acting. Okay. Sorry about that. That's all right. She was quite good. And actually, there's a lot of music in it. So you sort of. You know, it's not long before a music bit comes along. So you sort of, mm, mm, you know, mm, mm, um, mm. 
don't have to suffer the acting too long, even though it's it's actually quite good. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but the other way around, it's something about the authenticity of it or something. You see, like Kiefer Sutherland mm. singing his songs, like Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie did it. Uh, um, he brought out a blues album, you know, um, yeah. piano and blues, and he's singing away there, and he's saying, ah, like, ex-Cambridge public school boy singing blues. Just saying, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is, that, mm-hmm. is that working? And it's this thing of, you're just used to them, like, playing a role. So you kind of, and then mm. suddenly they're trying to ask you to kind of buy into their authenticity, really, like when yeah. they're a singer of like, and you just think, well, you're just kind of perf- like acting that, you know, that's not who you are sort of thing. What, what do you think just, happens? I mean, like obviously a lot of actors, you know, creative types will, will, will also be into music or play instruments. And do you think, I mean, I assume what happens is they're just, there's a bit of a downtime with acting for whatever reason. And they get chatting at a dinner party to a music producer who just says, <laughs> well, we'd be interested in uh, doing an album with you. And then they, their ego just can't, say no because here's an opportunity and you know fair enough and then they they go for it but it's rarely a good idea i'd suggest i mean maybe it's financially a good idea but yeah i mean i don't know i think it differs i think it differs like because i was thinking about other examples like jimmy nail yeah um so (laughs) yeah and i do i think he was a singer and then i think that's how he became an actor because he was spotted in a Bar, I think, by yeah. Dick Clement and Neil Lafreni in Newcastle, sort of. Mm. Um, and maybe he was singing in this bar or whatever it was. And, um, Do you reckon he was singing Crocodile Shoes? He could have been, couldn't he? Yeah, could have. You know what his um, album was called, That's the sort of seminal album with all the Ain't No Doubt and all those ones on? Um, was it called Nail Dawn? <laughs> That's actually <laughs> really good. Um <laughs> It was called the Nail File. Oh, oh dear! <laughs> yeah, oh dear. Which is a bit odd because <laughs> his songs were kind of weird, sort of country things, weren't they? Or yeah, you know. And he he um, was asking you to take him quite seriously, but it's quite a comedy title. Um, yeah, no, I like of all the people on earth who I would expect to use a nail file. Yeah, I think Jimmy Nail would be right down at the bottom, possibly yeah. the final person. Although he did have a nose job, didn't he? After um, did he? when he when he he was in a Vita, wasn't he? And did I think he? He had to, yeah, he had to do a bed scene with Madonna, and um, I think he got a nose job when he started getting roles like that. Um, so Gosh, possibly that's not a, a good idea. Possibly a vain, a vain man behind it all. Um, but <laughs> nailed on would have been yeah, would have been a better Perfect. title. Yeah, um, uh, Jimmy Nails come up on this before, hasn't he? It's a bit of a bit of a friend of the show. He is, yeah. <laughs> um, comedy character, and I like. I'd like him to have a comeback, Jimmy Nail. Now, if there's one actor turned singer who's possibly singer turned actor turned singer, I'd like to come back. It's, it's Jimmy Nail. I think it's time for a revival. Yeah, but he was he was in um, Sting's musical, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I remember you <laughs> saying this before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, sh- the ship or something like that it's called the ship yeah. I think isn't it yeah well I was in Sting's um, musical oh, yeah, I was in Sting's I was Stingy in there uh, went out to where uh, I was on Broadway like in uh, yeah I was like I've, I've been out there before of course like, I was filming a video with uh, Madonna um, <laughs> I was watching um, Starstruck the other day have you seen that I think isn't that the one with David Essex 
<laughs> it's got David Essex and Lorraine Kelly in it. Um, no, it's the Rose Matafeo thing on on the oh, yeah. Just had the second series. Yeah, I really like it. Oh, good. Really like it. She is. She is lols. Lols. Very good. Um, but mm. in it, so so her boyfriend in it is a famous act. You know, very famous actor. Mm. Um, and his um, agent is played by Minnie Driver. Oh yeah, who's very you know very very good in it, mm. very apt. Um, mm. But I it did. I was thinking this just the other night when I was finishing watching it. I thought to myself, "Hang on, wasn't there a phase where Minnie Driver was a became a musician?" And there, there definitely was. Do you remember that? No, it was a bit like because she was really Hollywood, wasn't she, Minnie Driver? Mm. And yeah. then. I, you know, I'm not casting aspersions. I don't. I don't know what happened. Whether she came back to the UK or whatever, but you felt like she was like, okay. I think it's time for a bit of a change of course here, and mm. um, she became. I think like I seem to remember it was kind of branded as you know not just a Kiefer. Although I don't know what Kiefer's up to. I don't know if he's doing a full rebrand or if it's just here as an album. But it, I think it was like Mini Driver is now a musician, right. singer, singer songwriter. Mm. Um, but now she seems to be acting again. Um, yeah, um, you know, I'm not throwing shade. I think she's very good, but I did, yeah. I did think to myself, that's uh, that was a thing, wasn't it? That was a moment. But did you, did you sort of think fair play to you, or did you think, oh, don't do that, just be an actor? The yeah, I did think that to be honest. Yeah, I did think that because I think mm. my thinking was, oh, good, Mini Driver's an actor again. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's not very fair because I didn't listen to the music, but yeah. I remember being faintly embarrassed. Yeah. So yeah. you, you're sort of saying what happens. I think I think the thing, the annoying thing, I think that happens is that um, actors think, oh, I can do that. I can I can just do that. I can just pick up a guitar and like people are going to you know buy into me being a singer. Um, and when it's just a little bit shit, when it's not very good, you know, um, or they haven't been a singer before, or you know. You just think it's like another sort of facet of their ego, really. Um, mm, mm. And 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 actually, you know, people at the concerts are maybe just big fans of them as actors, and then they're sort of giving them all this license mm, for mm. for the for the music, and um, mm. and so it's like a bit, I don't know, dishonest in a way because they're sitting on, standing on stage, going, you know, I'm fulfilling this fulfilling this dream of sort of you know being a rock star. Um, and a lot of people in the audience are just kind of going, mm, it's all right, but like, I just, I'm really obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with you as a fan of like, as you as an actor. So I'm kind of giving you all the sugar. Do um, you reckon, what do you reckon's going on in the sort of backstage chat between the roadies and the, and the, and the text? Yeah. Um, Super well, nice to Kiefer up front, but quite a lot of bad mouthing behind the old back. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the music, doesn't it? I mean, if, if the music's sort of not, not cutting it, then they could probably yeah. kind of go in. Oh God. Then they'll know. They'll know. Yeah, they'll know. Yeah. Yeah. Do um, you think Kiefer can see it in their eyes? Do you think he's like, Oh, I think he's, all, all right. All right, Jake, how are you doing today? And Jake's like, yeah, not bad Kiefer. How are you? He's like, yeah, good. Yeah. Went, went to quite a nice restaurant last night. Jake's like, all right. Anyway, yeah. see you Kiefer. I reckon yeah. it's a bit like that. It could be like that. Yeah. But I wonder whether you get to a certain level of celebrity as an actor and like people just just give you sugar all the time. You just never really have an authentic reaction to who you are or what mm. you're doing. And that's how um, you end up releasing an album. Well, yeah. And then actually when you do have 
an authentic reaction, you just sort of dismiss it because you just think, well, there's all, you know, all these other people who, who don't think that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I think it's, it's just when it, it just feels like an ego trip and you just think, I'll just stick to be an actor. Cause I think the other thing is, um, it's hard enough for actors coming through when there are these big celebrities that are just hoovering up all the work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're just going from mm-hmm. job to job and hoovering everything up. And mm-hmm. that's hard enough in itself, but for them to then just go into the music industry and kind of hoover up all the opportunities there as well, <laughs> you know, like, and the musicians like who are obviously like massively talented musicians out there that are not getting through. Um, yeah. You know, we see them all the time in going to sort of small venues and you just think, why isn't this person mm-hmm. like, incredibly famous and successful because they're so mm. talented mm. and all of that's going on in the music industry, probably in a much more kind of um, unfair way than in the acting industry. Mm. Um, and from the record company point of view, it's like a transaction in, I mean, are they that bothered about the quality of the music or are they just buying into that celebrity? Cause they know that people buy it. It would be good to know if it's ever happened that, a very famous actor, you know, met a music producer at a dinner party and was offered an album deal. And then it was just so bad that it got entirely <laughs> shit canned. It must happen. Cause you yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't hear about that. Well, my, see, my instinct is that surely the music has to be of a certain standard. Well, you say that, you say that, but Steven Seagal, um, I was, no, I was, come I was on, researching come on. Steven Seagal released an album 2005 called songs from the crystal cave. Mm. <laughs> And, not the um, crystal maze no. no songs from the crystal cave and i just i just questioned the quality of the music in that in that scenario <laughs> <laughs> have you have you listened to it i haven't i'm, I'm, I'm it, i imagine yeah. it's very very good i'm casting massive aspersions <laughs> but um, i'm absolutely listening to that okay <laughs> the crystal cave yeah it's apparently all quite mystical but he is quite mystical isn't he yeah shatner did yeah. didn't he as well shatner released a lot of albums yeah he's he's done oh, loads wow. of weird albums because he had like a spoken word album um <laughs> like really bizarre but then he's done he's done sort of collaborations with um right. lots of other musicians um i'll tell you um i'll tell you a singer turned actor who i've really enjoyed mm. but he's kind of even as a singer he's kind of an actor is your boy tom waits Oh, okay, yeah. He's yeah, done yeah. some lovely stuff, hasn't he? He has. But, but what do you think what do you think is going why is it is it better in your eyes when it goes the other way? Oh, hundred percent better. Why 100% is that better? better? Why is that better? I can't. I think because I think it's because certain singers of uh, are kind of actory in their style. Um, mm. you know, very I mean Tom Waits certainly. And yeah. Bar- Barry as well, of course. So in a way mm. that feels a more natural progression. Um, to go the other way, I don't see why that is any kind of natural progression. We haven't touched on one of the highest profile uh, actors turned singers of recent years who surely deserves a mention, um, Lawrence Fox. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Have you, seen, have you seen any of old uh, Lawrence's musical well, I was, output? I was Again, I was doing like a bit of a YouTube thing, and um, he... Yeah, I saw him like performing live on some show. Um, yes, I think I saw that one. And um, what did how, but, what did well, you think of the uh, of the song? Well, do you know what? I didn't really listen to it. I just sort of briefly. I went, oh, I'm not listening to that. There was that kind of reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah, Lawrence yeah, Fox, yeah. like singing, <laughs> singing. What was he singing about? Brexit or like? I think he was. You know. I think he was, was singing he? about yeah. The he was singing about like. Culture. I'm not getting a 
vaccination or whatever. Yeah, Is that yeah. the song? I think it was a maybe a bit pre-vaccination, but it was um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hard-hitting political message. Oh my gosh! Um, I have yeah yeah I have occasionally managed a few snippets of his songs. Um, what was it like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> what genre uh, are we talking about? Um, you know, singer-songwriter, guitar, smoky voice. Oh no, no, quite more Leonard Cohen than Ed Sheeran. Leonard Cohen, really? I mean, I have to admit the quality was not quite Cohen standard, but um, more that kind of downbeat. <laughs> things are really quite bad, you know. Okay. No, no, no. There was no singing about like endless love or anything. Right, but I yeah. don't see Lawrence Fox at the bottom of a whiskey bowl. <laughs> Maybe these days, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I just don't think that career is being terribly well managed in general. Um, no, it's a bit yeah. erratic, erratic, isn't it? <laughs> to say the least. No. Um, um, so what do you reckon? <laughs> Actors I, um, oh, Okay, right. Before I... Yeah, come on. on. I've got to be a good judge here. I've got to try and think, has it ever, has it ever worked out? Actor turns singer. I'm thinking... All I can think of is singers turning actors. I know. Working out. Um, it's weird, isn't it, that that works out that way? Has it um, ever worked out? Come on, there must be one time it's worked out. Um, but there isn't. There isn't. Remember Idris Elba rapping <laughs> on, did you he? know? Yeah. No. I mean, you know, oh. and again, you're like, it's not bad. He wasn't bad. But it's just like, mm, nah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to posit. I'm going to posit a theory about why it doesn't work. Okay. Yeah, go on, go on. And I think it's because we want our singers to be authentic and we want to yeah. relate to them directly as people, um, that they're singing yeah. about your own experience. And I remember, I went to a, <laughs> do you remember that little dog on Vic Reeves that used to go, oh no, what have yeah. I said? Yeah. My wife's going to kill me. My wife's going to kill me. Well, I'm just going to have a, one of those moments. I went to a Mike Harding concert. <laughs> oh, no, my wife's going to kill me. That was from the show. His 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 example of this was a Mike Harding yeah. concert. Um, right. My example of this is a Billy Bragg concert. Okay. okay. And I went to a Billy Bragg concert. <laughs> oh, no, my wife's going to kill me. What have I said? Um, and But he was uh -huh. talking about, he was talking about um, writing songs. And he said, like, you're looking for a point of empathy with people. Yeah. So that yeah. you're and you're sort of putting into, putting into a song how a lot of other people feel, um, yeah. you know, in their lives at certain points or whatever, and you're looking yeah. for, always looking for this point of empathy. Um, and he was relating it to sort of political stuff as well. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what you're after, I think, from your 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 music from you your want, singers. You want yeah. that, and then and then, but from your actors, you want. Um, to believe like the world that they're in, that they're depicting. Um, and it's not like a direct connection. It's, it's, you're buying into a kind of false world really. Cause you know yeah. that it's, so you're yeah. suspending your disbelief of their world. And then when to actually, to actually become a singer, they, they're coming out of that world yeah, and, and saying to you, Oh, this is me. This is like, yeah. this is me as a person, like asking you to, find me authentic and, and share that point of empathy. And, yeah, but you yeah. don't want to like, you don't yeah. want to see them as people. You want to see them as characters. Yeah. True. true. Such a different thing. Yeah. You're right. I think mm. that could well be it. Like it's coming from basically the singer 
is probably in most cases at least a co-writer of their songs and that's what we one is that kind of something's coming from their soul whereas actors as you say are very good interpreters of other people's ideas which is an incredible skill mm. done yeah. well um mm-hmm. so it is a very different thing yeah um i mean i know like as as an actor people have fairly often said to me if some kind of public speaking needs to be done and someone needs to be mm. chosen you know oh chris you can do that you're an actor i'm, I'm like it's a completely different thing. Yeah, like I that, hate yeah, doing that. That's I really hate doing that. That's not, mm, mm. I mean, okay. Yeah. I, I, I will probably be heard and I can, you know, there are certain mm, technical yeah. aspects of like, okay, I, I have stood in front of people, but I find that way more nerve wracking than yeah. acting. Yeah. Um, because it's just, it's just, it is an entirely different thing. Yeah, it's you, it's you, isn't it? You're exactly, you exposed yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, good yeah. actors bring bring a lot of themselves into the role. So, but I suppose as the audience, you don't really know that. You know, you don't really no. see no. that work. You don't see that person bringing themselves into the role necessarily. You just no. believe the role. Um, so anyway, I, I, I think that might be the reason. I think you're right, and I think the fact that I simply cannot think of a single example <laughs> of actor turned singer going well uh, means I've got to put it into Living Room One Hundred One. So I do think that none of us are going to have to have that little um, tinge of embarrassment again in our in our stomachs. Although there is something kind of enjoyable about it, I am quite looking forward to <laughs> a bit later on checking out Kiefer's album and um, definitely music from the Crystal Cave. <laughs> yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, so what you got for me, Chris? So what I would like you to put in, please, Tom, is. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, the example I have for this actually hits two. is It could be killing two birds with one stone. But mm. what it is, is uh, it's comedians and musicians, to carry on the theme, mm. doing a kind of UK tour mm. that doesn't go to Scotland or Wales. Wow. Or yeah. Northern Ireland. I mean, <clears throat> mm. to be honest, this is partly... This could be a kind of slightly sensitive Scottish person in in London, like mm. keeping an eye out for his for his gang. But like, mm. I really, really, I kind of don't like it when a quite a long tour only nips up to Edinburgh and doesn't do Glasgow. But you know, mm. I, I think you know, fair enough. You can travel or whatever. But um, let me just read you the example I've got here. This is mm. on the back of uh, a newspaper at the weekend. Was Dawn French's Brand mm. new live show, mm. UK tour 2022. This is mm. where Dawn, Dawn is going. Mm. Peterborough, mm. Oxford, Leicester, Stoke, Sheffield, Blackburn, Bradford, Northampton, Aylesbury, Portsmouth, Cambridge, Southend, Plymouth, Torquay, mm. Basingstoke, nearly finished, Coventry, Bournemouth, Eastbourne, Woking, and Ipswich. <laughs> now... <laughs> Forgive me, Dawn, but in what sense is that a UK tour? <laughs> it's a, that's an absolute disgrace. It's, what there's, is no that? North, there's no northeast either. Well, exactly. See, you, you're looking out for your gang. There's no yeah. northeast. There's no, there's no Wales. There's nowhere other than England. Is it because of her surname that it has to be near France? <laughs> I mean, what is she playing at? Well, no, then that should be, you know, a French tour. She can she can put on a poster, you know, Dawn no, French. Not actually French. This will be in English. But, yeah. you know, 
Um, yeah, but it's all, it's very close to. I mean, what about what's all the South Coast doing? It's right near France. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like she's got a Torquay. She's not, going, she's not going to Newcastle. What is she doing? Also, I mean, Cardiff. what the hell? The more one looks into it, that you're also like, Dawn, you're a, you know, you're a pretty big uh, comedy star. What is this? Why are you not even going to Manchester or London? I mean, yeah. let, let's face it, there are some oddities in this UK tour. Yeah. Um, but it did highlight to me. So obviously, whenever I see something like that, I'm like, oh, are they going to Glasgow? Which is weird. I don't live in Glasgow, but mm. I just like to make sure people are going to Glasgow. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, she's not. And then you're like, she's not even going to Scotland. In fact, yeah. she's not going anywhere other than England. This is an English tour. Yeah. I well. think she's doing a little tryout tour, and then they're hoping it gets good reviews, and then she'll do a big venues tour of the same show. But mm. even so, I'm sorry. At least nip over. If you're going to call it a UK tour, yeah. You've got to you've got to tour the UK. You've got to yeah. do a night in Belfast. In Scotland, maybe just hop over the border. Mm. Do Jedburgh, and then <laughs> maybe just nip into Wales. You know, yeah. just go to Cardiff. It's really yeah. not far. I mean, have you seen this quite a lot? Then have you seen? I've seen it a lot. I've seen yeah. it a lot. And yeah. I mean, okay. So I suppose I can't really ask you to put any tour that doesn't visit Scotland into Living Room One Hundred and One. Like you know, but it's well, calling it a UK tour it is offensive. I think. I think in the case of it being a UK tour, um, <laughs> I think. Any tour that doesn't go to other nations in the UK is, <laughs> is, is not it's not a UK tour. It's got to go in. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I I'm totally on side. Um, we'll just call it a tour. You know, don't, yeah, don't new tour, 2022 yeah. tour. Yeah, I've, I mean, I'm I'm very sensitive to these things about. Are you? you know, this in, is in interesting. Relation, well, in relation to the northeast, because you, yeah, and like I just sometimes the way. People talk about the North, you know, um, mm, mm. and they immediately just think of Manchester, you know. Yeah, yeah, Northwest, like, yeah, Northern England. That's that's Manchester, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and and or it's or it's kind of you know at a push, it's it's Leeds and Sheffield, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. And then Newcastle and the Northeast is like it's just some other country. It's like. Yeah, and it, the way people describe it to me all the time is, um, "Oh, you're from up north, aren't you?" I can, you know, in the accent, you say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. where are you from?" So, um, oh, you know, in the northeast. Oh, north, north. <laughs> you know, north, north. It's not the north. It's north, north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not That's like you're, you're from that like other zone where no the other zone, ever go. the north, north. You know, yeah, because it's like north of the north, even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. You just saying, have you ever been? Do you know anything about it? Like, I mean, generally people don't um, yeah, know yeah, anything yeah. about it, you know. And so the, it's just, and we, it's a relatively <laughs> the worst thing about this whole thing is we live in a relatively small country. Let's face it, um, yeah. the UK, you know, is a pretty small country compared to France, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, or, and, or Brazil. Oh, Brazil. But, like, if we're talking about European countries, like, mm, you know, mm, mm. Um, and just people can't be bothered to go up it north. Does, it does. Sorry, mm. this this tour, you just, you do, it does smack of that, doesn't it? It's almost like, it, this could be completely wrong. I accept mm. that. But it smacks of, oh, I'm not going to the northeast. I don't think they'll find no. me funny up there, will we? Oh, I'm not going to Scotland. People... No, no, like, they're quite hard, yeah. like a tough crowd up there. Oh, no. Mm. 
you know what I mean? Like, what? What's just, wrong with you? It's laziness, and like, it's it's sort of. It also feels like she's probably touring in areas where she can go back home quite a lot, <laughs> yeah. or where she's got friends to stay. Yeah. With. So, is it even a tour, really? Is it even a tour? Like, <laughs> if you're going to go back home quite a bit, you know, you're not on tour, really, are you? You're just going to gigs. Um. So, yeah. how maybe she could just call it a name, like. It's not a U- it's not a UK tour and it's not a tour, so it's just Dawn French. Dawn French doing some shows. She'll be on all the programs, won't she? She'll be on all the settees. Yeah, like promoting it all. She'll be she, promoting. I'm going out on tour, you know, because she's authentic. She wants to get back to her punk rock roots. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like, you know, oh, I'm touring, and she'll be like trading off that thing of. I'm getting back to getting back to the live scene. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And all that. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, mate. Like, you know, she was she was there right in the beginning in the eight, early eighties, alternative comedy. Oh yeah. And 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 sort of, you know, women doing it. Um I bloody uh, love French and Saunders. I'm a big French and Saunders fan. But, but just, ooh, you know, this has been a knock. This has been a blow. Yeah. And um, that's that's what happens every time. Every time I see a tour like that, it, it, it knocks my confidence in the performer. I just think, yeah. what have you got against Glasgow? And I'll now be looking out for the Northeast as well. I like instinctively like people from the Northeast, I think, because <laughs> I feel that they're geographically closer to my homeland. There's something about that, isn't there? There's a little bit of an affinity with, yeah. I think... Areas that are quite away from London. I think that's that's, my, that's what it is. <laughs> that's it? what it is. That's what it is, isn't yeah. it? Like yeah. my my parents, who are my dad's from Yorkshire, my mum's from Glasgow, they are very instinctively suspicious of people from southern England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it is mm. that, th- like, I, you know, I lived near Hampstead for a while and mm. my dad just could not cover up the fact that he found Hampstead the most <laughs> repugnant place on earth. <laughs> you know, he even, he, he called it Hampstead. And I said, oh, it's actually Hampstead. And so now, you know, he was like, oh, Hampstead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas I absolutely love Hampstead. Of course I do. Well, it's um, like, but, you know, I get it. Is, it. Having, me and Mel lived on the edge of it, like for a bit, down, yeah. on, like, down on the Finchley Road and yeah. keep, keeping it real. Um, edgy, <laughs> on the edge, edgy Hampstead. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, you've got the Heath and everything. It's a brilliant, like, aesthetically pleasing place to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the people, <laughs> there, there are some, like, I mean, I think as an area of London, you know, it is quite, there's a lot of snobbery in Hampstead. There's no doubt about it. I think it's just a very simple economics thing, isn't it? Of, like, there's a lot of rich mm-hmm. people there and they like to, they like to sort of uh, make it clear that they are affluent mm-hmm. people. Let's put thing it that way. The thing about it, though, is so pretty, isn't it? It's lovely. Yeah. And then and you've the got Heath, the Heath. Yeah. The Heath is, is fantastic. I love. I absolutely love the Heath. And I saw Rowan Atkinson um, ruminating. I saw David Hare on the Heath. Ooh, that was, that was exciting. Did. I saw Ricky Gervais on the Heath working out yeah. with his personal trainer. <laughs> he stared me right in the eyes, and I think yeah. he thought I was going to attack him. No, really? um, he just, he looked a bit scared. He was sort of, we looked at each other and I, I did that thing that you do that you kind of, you sort of go like as if you're about to greet them because mm-hmm. you think they're a friend initially because you, you just get recognize them. You just get a bit of recognition. So you're going to yeah. go, and I kind of think I raised my eyebrows and he, he sort of almost reciprocated. He was jogging with his trainer at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of, 
I think he probably does that probably a hundred times a day where people yeah. kind of think they know him and then go, oh no, it's just off him off the telly. Um, <laughs> but it was quite funny because we, I was up on that um, Parliament Hill bit. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, were you, uh, were like you flying your kite? No, I was just, I was, what was I doing? Um, I think I was having an existential crisis. Oh, okay. And um, as you do on the Heath, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going up to look at the view and, um, you know. And then I was there, just, you know, having a walk. And, um, but he went, he went down into this sort of bit at the bottom of Palmer Hill near the, near the water um, and started sparring like with this personal trainer. Um, but, and, um, he looked really, really, it looked like a comedy sketch, like as if he was sort of, cause he kept sort of stopping and then just his shoulders would like really droop and he'd be just like wondering, going, Oh, and you know, how, like he's always yeah. drooping his shoulders and he's kind of like his head kind of goes into his shoulders when he's told a near the knuckle joke <laughs> and starts giggling. And he, he was just, he was kind of doing that a lot. Um, okay. And I, I just saw that that you know his personal trainer's probably getting some really good, really good singers, um, <laughs> just sort of being part of this Ricky Gervais comedy sketch, you know. Yeah, um, loving it. It was like he was performing, and the sparring partner, the trainer, was like in the performance. He was another actor, in the, and I was like, we're in a stadium gig, but it was open air, mm-hmm. and I I just had a really bad seat, like right mm-hmm. up at the top mm-hmm. of the stadium, and I couldn't really see exactly what was going on or hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But you're enjoying yeah. it. But I was sort of enjoying it, yeah. And and you got a free ticket, which is good. That's good, isn't it? Because they are quite pricey, those Ricky Gervais Stadium tours, aren't they? They can be, can't they? Yeah. Um, do you know who I saw on the Heath, and I'm very pleased about it, was Terry Jones. Nice. Um, and when I saw Terry Jones, I had taken my niece out for a walk who yeah. was, I mean, I was pushing her in a pram or a pushchair. Mm. I mean, she was little, maybe a year old, a year and a half or something. And yeah. she was just started crying and just right. couldn't get her to stop crying. I was pushing her along in the heath, hoping she's going to fall asleep and mm. pushed her past Terry, mm. uh, who was walking his dog. And he just gave me a look like it was a really nice look of like, Oh mate, I've been there. <laughs> it's, yeah. hell- it's hellish, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, uh, nice smile. And I just looked at him like, yeah, <laughs> kids who'd have yeah. them. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was appropriate to explain that it was my niece, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not sure. I think at that point, I'm not sure he could speak, which I think only the a young. bit later on it kind of emerged that he couldn't speak, and I think he accepted that award and sort of couldn't speak. I thought, oh, I don't. It was so nice, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I think this little could, smile, and I just yes. Oh, because I, I mean, as if I couldn't love Terry Jones enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I had the same experience. Oh, it wasn't in Hampstead; it was in Highgate, mm. just down there. And Terry Jones was walking along. Um, and he sort of, he gave me this really big smile, you know, and I was mm. like really chuffed and stuff. But I think it was the same thing. But it was very much of the man. And I, I'm not sure that um, I heard John Cleese or Michael Palin talking about it. I think it was Michael Palin actually talking about it. And um, I think he was saying that, you know, towards the end when he was sort of, um, had sort of dementia or Alzheimer's quite badly, um, mm-hmm. he did just sort of greet everybody. Um, and oh, really? And it was his kind of, part of his personality to sort of just to do to, that, you know, to, to, to everybody to, and, to just sort yeah. of be in the world and to connect, connect with people. And, um, yeah. rather than, 
turn away from people and and because you know possibly I think with Terry Jones it was like well I might know this person so I'll just greet them anyway <laughs> you know and it's just such a nice yeah kind of way of yeah. approaching it isn't it I suppose oh it is it is yeah yeah I hope I could be like that if I get Alzheimer's yeah um yeah. but yeah oh Terry Jones yeah legend legend and yeah. celebrity spots um yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't quite top my all-time best one, which I'm sure I've said before because uh, it was, was great. That? It was um, in uh, a fish and chip shop in Muswell Hill seeing Minty off of EastEnders. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good, I mean, I don't you watch you... EastEnders. I was c- just quite pleased with myself that I recognized Minty. Yeah. Uh, and there's Very something good. I really enjoy at a celebrity spot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Minty. I don't, you know, but that's just crap. I yeah. just really love that. It's better than a big celebrity. It sort of is in a way. It is. Um, <laughs> why is that? It's just better, isn't it? That it's kind of well. It's all. It's, it's almost like if if spotting a celebrity is a game, then <laughs> then those celebrities would have more points, wouldn't they? Because yeah. you, you've done two things. You've one, you've spotted them. <laughs> two, you've actually recognised them having a level of fame, uh, which is quite a difficult thing to do because yeah. they're not that famous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You've, you've actually achieved more, really, with yeah, that level I, of celebrity. So. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I don't watch EastEnders, so I don't know how I knew Min- I, don't, I mean, obviously, yeah. like I catch a little bit of it now and again. Yeah, yeah. I'd obviously seen this episode, and I remember thinking Minty is a really funny name for a character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so I was just really pleased in that fish and chip shop. I was like, Minty, Minty from <laughs> EastEnders. Did you have any uh, um, interaction? No, I was too shy. Was but too actually, shy. You, 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 <clears throat> in because of that level of celebrity, you might get a bit more sugar. I suppose there's a little free I, song yeah. of that as well, isn't there? When you spot yeah. someone like that, you think oh, I could probably talk to them, and then I would have then, loved yeah. to have a little interaction. But but the other thing is, I wouldn't want to feel disingenuous because I I, re- I don't know anything about his character or whatever, so I couldn't have <laughs> any kind of chat or claim to be a a big fan or anything. I mean, mm. one, one I had the other day that I was really, really pleased with was um, Michael Burke off of 999. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still doing that? <laughs> no, no. Okay. I think, I don't know if he's still a newsreader. I haven't no. seen him around for a while, but uh, that, was, that one was really, really good. That's great. That's <laughs> great. Really good. Did I, tell, I told you my uh, George Alagaya story, didn't I? No. All right. Well, um, coming back from France, um, and basically really, really bad weather. So all the airports were shut and mm-hmm. there'd been, me and my brother were, um, basically coming back and we, we had to get the train to, um, the ferry port in Calais, mm-hmm. um, both had work to get back to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a whole load of people like, um, st- stuck at Calais, um, mm-hmm. trying to get on the last ferry. There was this kind of mucky rush for the for the ferries for the last ferry going out, and then you have to sort of get the bus to the ferry port, and it's all really tricky. Um, and the taxi for firms were incredibly busy because everyone was just getting taxis out to the ferry port. Um, and so we're in Calais town. Yeah. There was like this sort of phone in the cafe. You could ring the taxis. Yeah, you know? and so I, me and my brother sort of put this call in. And then this taxi sort of pulled up just outside, and um, George Alagaya <laughs> and several of his friends just basically bundled us out of the way what? for this taxi. Yeah, bundled us out. This is ours, like this, um, and bundled us out of the way, and just nicked our taxi. Basically, Oof. yeah, nicked our taxi. He had like a skiing hat on, 
<laughs> that was really pulled far down. Because, you know, right. his, his hair's quite distinctive. It's like sort of yeah, yeah. grey hair sort of thing. But it was pulled f- f- quite far down, like nearly <laughs> over his eyes. So he was, he was sort of doing it incognito, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, f- like, properly pushed us out of the way. And we were like, well, it, what? Anyway, I was, I was telling this story to a friend of mine, yeah? Yeah. Um, and he said, George Adagaya, he nicked my pork pie. What? Yeah. So <laughs> so I was telling this to my friend. Um, and he'd been in Sheffield, right? Been in Sheffield, and they'd come to this um, pub, and they they were really hungry, and the pub had run out of food, but they had like one pork pie left. Okay, it was like it was in this display cabinet, and they were yeah. about to buy it. George Alagaya at the bar said, "Right, I'm having that pork pie," <laughs> like that, and basically nicked it before they could get the order in. Ooh. And they were, and they had an argument with him, saying, no, we were going to buy that. He said, no, no, I'm having it. I'm having it. I'm having that pork pie. Oh, like that. George. Exactly the same behaviour. Just a different, you know, one, one's a pie and one's a car. The, do you think it's kind of his kink? Like getting, get, getting in front of people for stuff. Probably. You know, it's like really... On, on like, the evidence. Does it for him in some way. Yeah. <laughs> George Alagaya, pork pie thief and taxi thief. Taxi and pork pie thief. I thought you were going to say you'd had a word with him on the ferry. I, was, I, I felt like it a little bit because he was. It's just, and then they were lording it up on the ferry. You know, really sort of champagne Charlies, oh. um, and being really loud and stuff, and um, you know, loving the fact that they got because there's loads. I, I imagine there's a lot of people who missed that ferry because me and my brother just about got it. You know, yeah. despite yeah. George Alagaya, like absolutely, <laughs> you know. Leaving us for dead in Cali Center. Oh, I mean? I'm sorry to hear that because George Alagai is a, he's a nice presence on the telly. Handsome, you know. Yeah, I mean, who who knew? I mean, don't yeah. meet don't meet your heroes. Yeah, well, mm. I won't. Yeah. Um. So so I mean, yeah. it's not Dawn French's tour in particular, really. But mm. I think it's. I think I'll, I'll narrow it down. Okay, to a UK tour. Not only, I mean, Dawn's mm. is a particularly egregious example because she's only going to England. Mm. But I, I don't think anything should be described as a UK tour unless it hits all four, all four of the UK countries. All four of them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, it's fair. It's fair, definitely. A UK tour has to go to all four um, UK nations. What about the northeast? It has to go to the northeast though as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where we could run into technical difficulties. You know, I the thing is, I think that I've just got to swallow when a band or a, or a comedian doesn't go to Glasgow, but go okay. to Edinburgh. Sometimes so they even I... go like Aberdeen and Edinburgh and you just think, what, what's wrong with Glasgow? I mean, Am I swallowing and no, not going to Newcastle because at a stretch people could go to Leeds and see them? Yeah. It's not good that it's not good. Uh, not good it? And it makes us suspicious of some kind of snobbery going on. Mm. Um, but I don't think we can include in the UK tour small print that it has to go to the Northeast and they have to go to Glasgow. Mm. Do you think you want to try and get that in there? Um, but a UK tour, like if it doesn't go to some, some regions again, it's like, it's not the whole (laughs) of the UK that is it, but I suppose there are logistical problems sometimes. Should we do uh, must touch all four countries of the UK plus the major regions of England? Yeah, I mean it's quite harsh, isn't it? Because um, there are logistical problems sometimes of getting to some some areas. 
But you know, just get make a fist of England, please. Come on, don't just mm, kind mm. of don't just sort of like dawn friendship around like obviously where you live. You know what I mean? <laughs> Would you accept a kind of a major a major star like Taylor Swift, for example, if she just mm. did London, you know, arena like London, Cardiff, Belfast, uh, Murrayfield? Would you accept that as a UK tour? Oh, it's a really difficult one. I mean, you, if you were living in the Northeast, you've got no chance of seeing no. Taylor Swift. No. You've got no chance. And you're just, I don't know, missing out. So do you I'll think be really angry. I'd be annoyed. You'd but be angry then, at that. Okay. Oh. What if, um, I'm playing with fire here, but would you accept it if she did London, Manchester, Cardiff, Belfast, Edinburgh? <laughs> I mean, I'd pr- because I've been oppressed for centuries, I probably would. <laughs> I'm just exactly. used to it. You've internalised it. I yeah. mean, I've lived in London for 25 years, so who am I to talk <laughs> <laughs> about oppression? Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, listen, okay, let's go back to the the Four Nations thing is a really legitimate thing. You can't say UK without going to all Four Nations. Yeah, okay. Let's have that. For real. Yeah? For real. yeah, I all think right, so. All right. I think um, that's what we're going to get past, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. So a UK yeah. tour that doesn't go to all four UK nations is going into Living Room 101. Yes. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, and as I say, I really don't have a problem with Dawn calling it her England tour because that's fine. That's technically correct. So just, I think yeah. there's going to be a lot less irritation. There's a whole load of titles she could have used, you know, Dawn French on tour. Dawn French moves about a bit, you know. Dawn French... Dawn French 2022 tour. Yeah. Not easy to say, but technically yeah. correct. Dawn French near France moves about a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Anyway, Chris, we should probably uh, yeah. wind it up there. All right then, Tom. Yeah. And um, did we, we enjoyed our stint in Living Room 102, didn't we, in the holding room? Um, yeah, it was kind of relaxing, actually. Like, I, yeah. I thought... We might get bored, mm. um, but actually, it's actually quite calming in there. It's just a calming kind of nether world, you know? Yeah, yeah. Thanks to David Hughes for putting us in there. Um, yeah, it was also quite yeah. humbling, wasn't it? Which is probably oh, yeah, quite brought, good, you know? I think it brought us down a peg or three. <laughs> yeah, I think it did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I We're think into we're, minus pegs now, really, aren't we? Because we <laughs> Sort really- of. Yeah. But I think we'll also think twice before getting him back. I mean, <laughs> it was that was a bit too truth bomby, wasn't it? You know. Well, he was speaking truth to power, wasn't he? It um, was. It was. Yeah. yeah. And um, no, it was very um, raw. I found it quite raw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but totally fair. Totally fair. Yeah. Um, well, that's why it was so raw, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It's like you know when when truth speaks to you as a very powerful person. Yeah, uh, and it's correct. It is quite humbling. It's quite raw. Yeah. yeah. So if you do want to check out um, me and Chris getting uh, taken down a peg or two, uh, <laughs> that was in the previous episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for now, I think it's uh, bye bye. And for me, it's goodbye.